Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the How to Lead podcast. I'm Adam, joined as always by Clay. Clay, so uh, yesterday I got a text from a buddy of mine. He's going to be doing some teaching this week. And he was like, dude, where can I get those videos that you made for Right Now Media? Because I need to go teach some content on the edge and I just want to show those videos. (laughs) Did you say you get them at Right Now Media? Right Now Media, that's where you get them. (laughs) But I'll hook you up today uh, and share them with you. But it just, man, here's here's what what hit me when he sent that request is uh, there's a lot of leaders that feel that. Like if I just had a five minute video talking about a topic that's not me talking about the topic uh, or just be somebody else that can introduce a conversation into a meeting, into a a development session, just what a, uh, what a tool that is. And so it just got us thinking again, or got me thinking again about our friends over there who are sponsoring today's episode at right now media at work. And uh, I mean, you felt that before, right? Going to teach be like, it'd be so great if somebody said something on this and I could show a video. Well, particularly leading a team meeting where you feel like I've got 10 other things, projects we have going on, issues that we have to solve, but I have this, you know, it's the urgent versus important. The urgent is what I'm trying to solve. The important I know is I've got this responsibility to bring some kind of sense of development because I know how much it matters. I mean, people stay in their jobs longer when they feel like you're investing in their future. And so if you're not doing anything, anything strategic and intentional to develop your team, uh, you need to be thinking about that, obviously. Yeah. And now media has made it really, really easy because they've got all kinds of different teachers and speakers and content creators. And you could just go find a series that you really like on how to lead your team, how to lead through problems, how to uh, work through conflict, uh, a growth, how to have a growth mindset, and just press play. And that's let it. Video do the work. And then you can just be the, uh, the hero with the discussion questions. Yeah, they've they've made it really really easy. They have. Yeah, it's as uh, as often said, it's the team meeting in a box. And so, listen, one subscription at Right Now Media provides everyone in your organization access to more than twenty five thousand videos. And so, yes, this is you know their, their studies show that there is a ninety percent of the people uh, working right now they would stay. Uh, and they would feel more content in their workplace if they knew they were being developed. Here's what Gallup said in 2019 in their research that came out in their book called um, called It's the Boss. And it basically is like, hey, bosses are out, coaches are in. Uh, people mm. are looking for coaches. That's what they want. And so a lot of times that's a, that's a tall task for a lot of team leaders, and that may feel overwhelming to you. Well, right now, media makes it easy for you to be that coach. Again, just great content always some new stuff coming out on there and you can use it in your team meeting. So we are really happy to be partnering with them uh, over this, you know, these next few podcasts just uh, to celebrate their product and what they're doing. They are doing so much to help team leaders. And, uh, and so go check that out. If you are interested in that, you can go to rightnowmedia.org slash how to lead. That's all one word, rightnowmedia.org slash how to lead. And you can learn how to develop more leaders and care for your team. So go check that out. Um, Clay, also just some relevant news where we are recording on a Tuesday afternoon. The Americans just suffered an embarrassing defeat at the, in the soil, on the soil of Europe in golf. Uh, and <laughs> you, so, you man, it's so dramatic. I did because I it was so dramatic. It. I mean, I'm checking headlines on Friday and Saturday and it looked like these golfers were almost fighting 
with each yeah. other, which is yeah. very, very. I mean, I don't know if there's a More collab. Yeah, are they col- you know collaborating with UFC? Like, what's going on uh, now to make things more exciting? But it reminded me of one of my favorite illustrations of yours uh, that revolves around golf. And it's really going to be the subject of what we're talking about on today's episode. So uh, you want to share that illustration and how the Ryder Cup reminded us of that? Yeah, today we're talking about the power of learning how someone else thinks. When you feel what someone else is feeling, when you can think the way someone else is thinking, you're just more likely to... um, you're, you're more likely to be able to help them. You're more likely to be able to lead them. And ultimately, it's really the way to get what you want in life. And the, the way I thought it might be helpful to just tee up that idea of empathy, because this is really about having empathy. Yeah, yeah the, the illustration is real simple. It's just when, you know, the amateur golfers get on this side of the ball and line the putt up. But those pro golfers, they take forever. They make that long walk around. And they look at the putt from the other side. It, it always is kind of maddening when someone that you're uh, playing a, a round with does the same thing because you're yes. like, bro, who do you think you are? Paul Azinger? Come on. You know? <laughs> Paul Azinger. <But> the- <laughs> that was not the name drop I expected today. I expected Brooks the- Kepka or somebody, Justin, uh, Justin Rose or somebody like that. But anyway. The, the idea is that, yeah, you can see one thing when you're seeing it your way, but when you get on the other side and look at the putt from the other side, what you're doing is you're going, oh, am I going to see something I wouldn't otherwise seen? That's right. Marriage is the easiest illustration. You get married to someone, you know, he or she has a different way of seeing the world. And it all of a sudden challenges your own worldview. And instead of quibbling or fighting over whose way is right, it really is such a benefit to go, oh, I now get two lenses through which... I can see the world. And so when you get on the other side and see it the other person's way, you actually find that there's a real benefit there. So today what we want to do is just we want to help bosses see it the way the employees see it. And we want to help employees see it the way the boss sees it. So wherever you sit, the hope today would be that you would spend a little bit of energy, take a little bit of time, let us be a guide in helping you see it the way the employee sees it or see it the way the boss sees it. Yeah. And so this is something, you know, I, I had these observations just in my own career over 25 years, you know, had the the opportunity to get a few promotions. And so I remember getting a little bit higher up the, the hierarchy or the org chart, so to speak, and just realizing that when you're up a little bit higher, you do start to see things differently. And so as I was, I was leading a team or working with other teams and other leaders and employees who are experiencing frustration with one another, I I started developing this list of just going, listen, bosses and employees, they often view the world completely different, uh, completely different. And because they view it so different, that's where a source of a lot of frustration, mistrust, conflict, all of that pops in. Uh, Obviously, over the last three years, as I'm now uh, working exclusively with, with leaders and employees, so team leaders and employees, I see this all the time. Uh, so many conversations I have where it's like, they just don't understand. Uh, why do they do this? And so I was really just trying to run a little mentor, mental exercise on myself to just go, can I put some of these ways that they see the world differently into some categories? And so we've got just three categories that we want to talk through. And so we're just, we're going to be uh, we're using alliteration here, right? We got three P's uh, to summarize each of these, and it has to do with projects, pay, and prosperity. I think these are the three most common ways that bosses and leaders see the world differently. And so let's just start with number one with projects. Um, Clay, you and I had the opportunity with organizations to be in on senior leadership teams, maybe what would be called like an executive leadership team. And we know how those meetings work. There are a lot of ideas 
trying to solve problems. And it's just ideas and outcomes, ideas and outcomes. We just think, oh, that's a good idea because it'll give us this outcome. And because we've all been performers uh, for years, and that's kind of what helped us get into that room where things happen, we just think, oh, that's an easy project, right? That shouldn't take very long. It's super easy. That should just take five minutes to get done, or that should just take a little bit of time to get done. And then you go and you delegate that task and you talk to your team to go, hey, do this. And the team is up in arms. Because you tell them you think it should take, quote, five minutes and they're like, no way. <laughs> like, like, what planet do you live on? That's right. going to take five hours. And then you've got this this fight. And so I call it the five minute, five hours thing, like around projects. And I see this conflict happening time and again where it, bosses are going, this, this is super easy. It should just take a few minutes. And the employees are like, no way. This is going to take forever. And so uh, what would you say to maybe some people that are that are feeling some tension there with that? Well, the one of the reasons why that happens, I mean, that I think everybody just goes, oh my goodness, you know, either breathed a sigh of relief because they felt heard or you just gave them more <laughs> to be frustrated about because you spoke right. to attention that everyone has felt. Bosses tend to simplify things. Bosses tend to, you know, assume they're going to cost less, assume it's going to be take less time, uh, assume that they can get it done in a better way than, than the amount of time that's allotted to be able to finish it. And then employees, I, on the flip side, I do think it's important to know that when you're closer to something, you tend to overcomplicate something. That's right. So the closer you are to anything, the more complicated it gets. That's just the reality of life. And so our tendency when we're all in the middle of it is to go, there's no way, because you're thinking through all the 10 reasons why that's right. we're going to get caught up or we're going to get hung up or that's going to slow us down. Or what about when this happens? Or this is probably, you know, all the rainy day problems that the boss is not seeing. And so I think just recognizing that that simple reality of the closer you are, the more complicated it is, the further away you are, the more simple it seems I think that's really important. But the key is learning how to communicate this, right? right. The key is learning how to, you you can't be exasperated every time the boss says, hey, this is only going to take five minutes, right? You can't go, oh, here you go again, oversimplifying, (laughs) right? I mean, you got to learn how how do I lead up in that way to help the boss see that it's going to take longer than five minutes. It might not take five hours, but this is not as simple as you think it is. How, How do you communicate yeah. When that's the case. That's I love that. And so I would just say to the employee, because I've had this happen so many times, uh, I've handled it the wrong way and then had some good times where I've handled it the right way. Uh, the word I would put over all of this is just curiosity. So just start asking questions good, and, yeah. and approach this as a negotiation, right? And yeah, go listen yeah. to that last episode that we just released on how to be a champion for yourself. Like you can advocate for yourself and you can do that without coming across like an entitled jerk. And so uh, talk, negotiate, try to resist the urge just to say no, but, or yeah, but you don't realize, try to say yes. And, and just start to ask some questions and approach it like a negotiation. And I think for those of us that are leading teams, what we need to recognize is not going in with this hard timeline, just going, Hey, in my mind, I think it takes this long, but you guys are closer to the details. So help me establish some fair expectations with the rest of the senior team. What, what do you think? right? Start to negotiate there as well. My buddy, John McGee used to do this well, where he, when he would delegate something to me, I would kind of be the one be like, oh my gosh, do you know how long that's going to take? And he would ask a very good question. He would say, Adam, what if this was easy? Like, what if this was easy? What, 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 what would it take to make this easy? And I'd be like, well, if it was easy, we would just hire somebody and get a contractor and do that. And he goes, great, let's solve it that way. And I'd be like, oh, 
Okay, well, that's good. And so that's another good question for the team, for the boss to keep in their hip pocket to just that's go, uh, hey, okay, I see you think this is going to take longer. What if it was easy? What would happen? If nothing else, it's a good creative brainstorming exercise that may lead you to a good result. Yeah, if you heard that there, there's another framework that I hope might help employees. I know this helped. It, it, this helped me when I was a boss, when I was oversimplifying something and going, hey, this should only take five minutes. And somebody somebody responded in this way, said, hey, you remember everybody always everybody always wants it cheap. They want it fast and they want it excellence. You can only have two of the three. You can't That's have right. all three. That's so you right. got to be careful the way you say that to the boss. But at the time when someone said that to me, I thought, okay, that's really good that you have a framework for this, that you're thinking through this. And you're right. I, my tendency is going to be to expect it cheap, to expect it fast and to expect it excellent. I can't get all three of those. And so which ones are most important to me? And so I think that's helpful for bosses to go, all right, if I'm going to flex, if if I'm going to come to the realization it's going to take more than five minutes, then what do I ultimately want? Do I want something fast and cheap? Or do I want something excellent and inexpensive? If so, I'm going to need to give them a long time to be able to do it. That's or right. do I want it excellent and fast? And if so, probably going to need to hire somebody, probably yep. going to need to outsource some of this, probably going to need to spend a little bit of cash on it, right? <laughs> some cheddar some if we cheddar. want it to be better. <laughs> cheddar for better. There you go. We can make those t-shirts and sell them on the howtolead.work website, which doesn't exist yet. So don't go there. But anyway, okay. So that's projects. Let's talk about pay. Cause again, I see this one happen a lot, right? Where, uh, let's just take specifically like a raise. Maybe that's a little bit better to think about this than a bonus. Um, most employees look at, look at a raise as here's a reward for past performance. Mm-hmm. And what I would, what I started to notice is that a lot of bosses look at a raise more facing, looking at the future. I now expect more from you in the future. And so you can understand that if you're looking at that in two completely different ways, that can lead to some tension and some frustration. Uh, The past, like, oh, here, you know, pat on the back, you've been really crushing it. Here's a way to reward you. You now get a 5% raise versus I now expect 5% more from you, right? Or I expect you to work harder. I expect you to do more. I expect you to take on more. So it's really good sometimes, I think, for both parties to understand how each other may be thinking about that because that could lead, I think that one could lead to bitterness and a lot of discouragement. Right. And uh, and that's something that you want to root out sooner rather than later. Yeah, it's so important whenever somebody puts an expectation on you, it is so helpful to just be aware of that expectation. That's right. And so some of this really is, I don't know how much there is to do about this, but it will help your mentals just by knowing it. It'll help your yep. mental state just by being aware of it because you're exactly right. If you get a raise this year and you're going, oh, well, it's because I carried the rock. It's because I carried something heavier than I normally carry. They're doing this because they want to say thank you. It's so good to know that might be true, but they're also doing it because it's not as much about reward. It's also about retention Mm. that they're thinking we want to keep our best people and it's about expectation. We're going to give more to our best people. And so we're giving you this raise, letting letting you know we do value you, but we're also planning on handing you more this year because we're paying you more. That's right. And I think you're right. The reality of just knowing that it's, it's so helpful because it will keep you from feeling resentment when they do add to your plate. When they do say, Hey, we, you know, we let go this person in this other role and we're going to combine these two roles and we're going to now ask you to handle that. Uh, 
and we also gave you a raise last year. And so we really believe that you can, yep. instead of getting bitter, instead of getting resentful, it's so nice just to go, okay, I, I, I saw this coming. I knew this yep. was going to happen. Yep. And it doesn't mean that I can't expect a raise next year or fight for or advocate for myself. But I'm going to have to change my strategy and how I do that. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, I don't know where somewhere this phrase came to mind. I'm sure somebody told it to me. But just, you know, in, in most organizations, they don't give money away for free. And so with with more money, um, yeah, there's, there, there comes. Yes. And yeah. so we are all Spider-Man. Right. And so with that <laughs> requires more uh, with it. So uh, but good. again, that's just good to know. So, again, why, like ways that we can look at the putt from both sides. Let's let's understand both sides. Projects, five minutes versus five hours pay. Do you view it as as a reward for the past or expectations for the future? And then this third one, before we get into the third one, you got one more thought on the page? Well, I was going to ask you, if you're a boss and you're about to give a, a raise, maybe part of the answer is from the boss's side is go ahead and say it. Yeah. Right? Go ahead and speak the, un, speak the expectation. That's right. Yes, we're grateful for what you did last year and therefore we're giving you a raise and we really value you and we believe you're a star performer. And with that raise, I just want you to know, we're going to expect more, even more out of you this year. And we believe you can do it, which is why we're going to pay you more. That's right. Yeah. That's you a great, that's con- I mean, absolutely. There's the talking point. Somebody can go and, uh, and pause that and just write that out and just say that verbatim, uh, because I think that can really help with avoiding some of that bitter, bitterness and resentment that, that ultimately comes from confusion. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. come from malintent. And I, and again, that's yeah. why one of the things that I hope comes from this episode is just understanding that both parties, both the bosses and the employees are showing up each day with good intent. They want to work hard and do good work that they're proud of. And they want to work with great teammates. Like nobody's waking up to make anybody's life miserable. And so if we can believe that, then we can start to have a little bit more of a harmonious um, team and then we can accomplish more and get things done, uh, which will be better. And so, okay, this last one, uh, I'm calling it prosperity. And here's what I mean. That's just a sin. I literally just went to thesaurus.com and I typed in growth and I looked oh, for a synonym for, for growth. And that was, <laughs> and I needed it to, to start with a P. And so it was prosperity. But I see this one a lot too. And that is around growth, very specifically on why the organization, and I saw this in the nonprofit world, you know, when I worked at a church for 10 years, and I certainly saw this in the for-profit world, most organizations want to grow. They either want to grow impact or they want to grow revenues. And uh, and so sometimes the employees and the bosses can look at, at growth for two different reasons. And so sometimes employees will look at growth and just say, that's greed. They're doing that to be greedy or for ego, and especially those maybe in the nonprofit world that are, that are trying to make an impact. Like, why is it not enough just to be in this neighborhood uh, doing good services. Why do we got to go into five different neighborhoods? That must be ego, right? That's why they're doing that. That's why they want me to now do more work for the same amount of money. I don't understand why we need to grow or why are we opening up three new divisions in those cities, right? That doesn't make, oh, it's just because they're greedy. That's why we're doing that. So a lot of times employees will look at that as being like ego or greed where bosses and owners and team leaders are really, I think most of the time as I'm starting to learn, they look at it as survival, like I want to keep us all employed. I want to keep us. I want to keep paying you, uh, but I need cash flow. Uh, we need to. Ha- we need growth to be able to keep this machine going. And so again, I think that's important to look at that putt from both sides and understand. Again, we're not coming from malintent here. I'm not trying to open up in five new cities just because I want to have a better retirement. And, and listen, there's probably people out there that are greedy uh, like that. But most most of the time, 
I think they're, they're looking at growth as a means of survival and, uh, and not as a way to just be greedy or to, uh, to have a big ego. I also think they, it, what it, it, it might at times be the employees looking at it going, Oh, they're just greedy or they have an ego, whatever. It's also just, um, when you're an employee and you hear about the idea or opportunity to grow, oftentimes you just think that's just complicated. That's going to complicate things. That's right. That's Why right. the headache, right? I mean, can't we just stay where we are, keep the hand that we have and play this one? Why do we need to get into another game that's just going to complicate? Why do we need to acquire this other uh, business or department or organization or project or opportunity that's just going to complicate things. But I think you're absolutely right. I think understanding the more an employee can understand that pressure that the boss feels to grow, mm-hmm. uh, the the better you're going to be able to help your boss. Yep. The better you're going to be able to lead your boss, serve your boss, work for your, have a good working relationship. You know, some of it too, Adam, is just the rising costs of, I mean, I used to hear our CFO talk about this all the time, but just to be able to do the same thing we did last year, it just costs more, right? That's right. Because of healthcare costs, inflation, just the uh, we we almost have to grow to be able to just stay the same. Which I didn't I didn't understand that as an employee. I yeah. certainly didn't feel it as an employee. But the more I could have understood it and felt it, the better I would have been able to help lead my boss, have a better relationship with my boss, and the better perspective I would have had on those opportunities to grow. That's and right. So again. Seeing it the way your boss sees it, bosses seeing it the way your employee sees it will only help you. It will allow you when you choose to see it their way, you'll find that you're better off getting your way, that you'll get your way more when you see it their way more. And it's just a choice you got to make. Yeah. And let me talk to bosses here for a second, because absent of facts, most employees believe the company or the organization is flush with cash. All the everybody above them makes twice as much as they do now. Their bonuses are twice as much. And these are just narratives and stories that employees just they just develop. Not because they've witnessed anything, they're just filling in the gaps. And so for for bosses right now, when it comes to this growth piece, this is where being a little bit more transparent and letting people know, letting your team know where the health of the organization is can be really helpful to stave off this potential misunderstanding to just go, we're not doing this because of greed. We're doing this because of survival and health. Uh, my dad had this old t-shirt that he gave me that I used to wear at college. Uh, it, it literally was from 1981. And it just said, happiness is positive cash flow. And every time I wore that uh, to one That's of my good. accounting classes or finance cl- classes, the professors were all just like, I love that t-shirt, which just let me know it was not a cool t-shirt when the 65-year-old professors were like, I love that principle. And listen, the more I'm working with organizations, the more I understand um, that cash flow is king. And a lot of leaders are just thinking about cash flow. How can we make the cash flow? So lots coming in and, and because there's a lot going out. And it is just it is just a practical decision. Oftentimes, and growth is typically the engine that fuels that. And so, uh, again, not malintent. Oftentimes there, this is just often viewed as survival. So you want to stand out as an employee? Be excited about growth and and get it and understand it. And again, be curious and ask some questions. So listen, I'm sure there's a list of other items there, but it, those are just some of the, the three most common ones where I see bosses and employees seeing the world differently. So it's about projects, the five minutes versus five hours, the pay, uh, is it for the past or the future? And then prosperity, is it because of greed and ego or is it because of survival? And so hopefully today is helpful as we've talked to both audiences here, both bosses and employees to get them to empathize with one another a little bit. And um, again, a great thing to do. Listen to this, have your team listen to this and just go, all right, where are we? 
where are we not seeing eye to eye? Uh, what are some of those narratives you tell yourself? And, um, and I think that can lead to some really good discussion. So Clay, any final thoughts? Well, I was just going to say the same thing that what a great conversation to have with your team to be able to say, all right, those are the three that we heard on that podcast, but what, what else, what are the other differences? Right. Yeah. Because there are a few other ones. I know one of them is the relationship squeeze or the, the, the pressure squeeze that bosses and employees have the boss wants results out of the employees, the employee wants relationship from the boss. Mm, yeah. And knowing that that's a, we're both coming into this with a different set of expectations. It's uh, fraught with disaster unless we choose empathy and learn to feel what the other person is feeling. That's so right. yeah, I just would encourage you discuss these with your team, talk about them, get them out on the table so that you can deal with them. You're not any better off to not know them. You that's only right. get better when they're out in the open and they're spoken and you're able to deal with them and communicate about them. Love it. All right, Clay, great to be with you as always. Talk to you next week. You too. Thanks, Adam. Well, that's all we got for today's episode of the How to Lead podcast. You can always reach out to us via email. We can be reached at info at howtolead.work. That's info at howtolead.work. Every episode is mixed and edited by the team over at Sound of a Rose. You can learn more about them at soundofarose.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you again next time.